Hey, this is Ali Ballas, and I am a victim of the 2020 lockdown. All joking aside, I just want to hang, and I've heard a lot of people saying the same, and sometimes with people who I don't even know. And as we've come to realize, that is not okay during a pandemic. Even though we can't meet in person, doesn't mean we can't get outside of our bubble. This is about learning new things, stepping outside, and all while staying home. Just because we can't hang, there still can't hang. This week on Can't Hang, I speak with Cassandra and Stephanie Lepp, known on Instagram as the two Lepps, which is so cool on its own, but even cooler because they are farmers. The two Lepps are smashing our expectations of what a farmer is supposed to look like, and their Instagram is one of the most amazing counts that I follow. And now it is my pleasure to introduce you to Cassandra and Stephanie Lepp, the two Lepps. Okay, so this episode is accomplishing two of my biggest goals and my biggest passions, which is learning about people I would never encounter and like ultimate girl power, be yourself type of energy. Um, so welcome to Cassandra and Stephanie, uh, who go by two Lepps on Instagram. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Um, so hopping back to your Instagram name, it's so good. Like perfectly embodies your content. It's so cute and fun. I like I love it. Like, how did you come up with this? We actually can't take any credit for it. Um oh, okay. <laughs> a boy in our town actually called us that. He is autistic. He's about my age, and he whenever he saw us would just call us the tulips yeah because our last name is lap and there's two of us so he'd always call us the tulips we're like well cute yeah yeah so we still perfect (laughs) i love that that's so cute is it just the two of you or do you have other siblings too uh just the two of us Okay, so who I I'm also just a product of just two sisters. So who is older and who's younger? Uh, I'm older. I'm Cassandra, and then Steph's four and a half years younger. Okay, so me and my sister are a bit closer <laughs> then. Um, but I feel like I I love the two sister thing. Like I'm always like I feel like no matter what the age gap is, like you're just always so close um, when there's just the two of you. So yeah. I like to see you guys working together. It's so cute. <laughs> um, so we'll start from the beginning. Uh, I'm making the assumption here that you were born and raised on the farm that you still reside at. Yeah, yeah, we were. Well, okay, yeah. So- it, it's confusing because we don't really live on our farm. Um, okay. Our, our parents moved to the lake and then our farm actually is a manufacturing company as well, our dad's company. So they live by the lake, which is 20 minutes from the farm. And then we live on our own property that's about 10 minutes from the farm. Yeah. Okay. But growing so- up, we were, we did live close to the farm but we always lived off the farm because of our uncle he lived on the farm and then our dad just always wanted the separation from work because when you work on a farm you don't if you go home you're still at work yeah and he really wanted that separation so that's why they moved to the lake so pretty much our whole growing up was away from the farm but we were still at the farm like we'd still go there all the time (laughs) okay yeah that makes sense I feel like that's um like a really modern idea of like work-life balance but like he just knew it way before yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a little um, bit different than how most yeah most farmers, farmers grow up yeah. yeah 
Our dad yeah. is definitely different and <laughs> forward. Like, not, like he just is different. He likes to do things his own yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. I similarly have a dad who likes to do his things the own way. So uh, I can relate <laughs> to that. Um, so in terms of where you're located for those like myself who have never been to Manitoba, what is it like growing up and living there? Uh, I... I mean, I'm from Ontario, so like I'm not like far removed, but I feel like it's a different like landscape and um, kind of a different thing than Ontario, to put it like not eloquently at all. (laughs) Um, It's like very wide open spaces and a lot of agriculture here. Um, I think that the more we've traveled quite a bit and the more you travel, the more you appreciate home, I think, because the wide open spaces are really beautiful and I don't think I appreciated it as much when I was a kid, but now that I've gone places, I love coming home and living in a pandemic. I love living here in a pandemic because we live a lot. There's there's nobody nobody here. here. (laughs) That's so nice. Yeah. You're just living your normal life. (laughs) Yeah. Like we've obviously had to change things, but on a whole, our life is pretty remote and it hasn't changed that much. Mm-hmm. So I guess if that's what you're like, I have a lot of friends. I went to Western university. So I have a lot of friends that came from Manitoba, from Brandon and um, from like, like Fort Mac, which is in Alberta, but like same kind of idea, like yeah. more like rural than I'm used to. So, and like, I don't know. I just think that like where you grow up is what you get used to and what you learn to love because yeah, a lot of people like would see that as like so boring. But then if you guys went into like Toronto where like so many of my friends live, um, it would probably be so hectic and like, so like restless. So uh, I think that's important like to think about like where you're used to is like where your heart is kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Like I, we love visiting cities. We went to New York once and I, we loved it, mm-hmm. but also a weekend was enough. Like, yeah, like it was, it was mm-hmm. too much. <laughs> Yeah. Like I would would love to go there just for a weekend again, but no more. (laughs) Yeah. Like overstimulation to the max. Like there's just, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, it's a lot. I guess we'll get into like more of like the agriculture and like farming side. So first things first, what type of farm do you run? Like what, like I, I'm not obviously (laughs) good at these things. So what, what type of farm is it? Uh, we, we have a grain farm, so there's no cattle on our farm. Um, cattle is kind of every day, so we're a little bit more low key than a grain or a cattle farm. So a grain farm, we grow wheat, barley, soybeans, and canola. There's more crops grown here, but that's kind of what we stick to. Okay, interesting. So um, in terms of like understanding what like farm life and like your um day-to-day life like what do you guys do you want like what is a regular day at your farm there is no regular yeah day. No, there's no regular day no, yeah there's no every every season changes so what our day-to-day changes from that season so in the spring we're prepping our fields and so we're in tractors every day all day long um, or getting all day long means like 18 hours a day yeah. like when we're seeding <laughs> wow. it's, it's a time crunch situation so it's all day long yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like getting equipment ready before that and then 
Sandra would, I would be prepping the fields. So, um, light till she'd be doing light tillage tillage. And then I would come in with the drill after, which is the drill is like an air seeder. So it pumps air through tubes and that air pushes the seeds into the ground and the fertilizer. And then, um, so once that's done, then we move into the next season, which would be looking the crop are growing so you're constantly going out and checking them and then and then we would move into spraying so I usually run the ground rig and then that's kind of in June and then July our dad has a aerial spray business so we're the ground for him and that becomes NASCAR like when he lands the plane We did 40,000 acres this year. So when he lands the plane, he is down for maybe three minutes while we load him with the next field, the next map. And then he takes off, does that field. And then when he lands, it's another three minutes and then he's off. And we do that from five in the morning till 10 at night during that season. Wow. That's the most, that's the most hectic. Yes. It's like NASCAR at that point. (laughs) and then that's like crazy wow like that's really cool and like I feel like that's like gotta be uh like uh, adrenaline yeah (laughs) like your adrenaline must be like oh gotta go yeah Yeah. and and then like we move into harvest after that in the fall and then that's also hectic hours and then in the winter it chills out so we don't do as much in the winter it's more maintenance and selling grain um, okay. That kind of thing. So we definitely get a break in the winter where what I touched on before, like a cattle farmer doesn't get that break. They are always having to get up and work their cattle and take care of them. A grain farmer, the winter is a little more relaxed. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So, but I feel like that, like evens things out in terms of like an average work week, if you're working like yeah, <laughs> days, then like uh, you got to get the like days where they're not as hectic just to average it out. Like obviously yeah. you need a break sometimes. So, um, Oh, winter's a perfect time for a break. Um, obviously the summer would be nice too. I'm sure you think sometimes. Um, yeah. but I imagine that that is like crazy. So no break. Yeah. We um, still- Time for a couple breaks in the summer, but okay. it's definitely time crunch on the farm. When when things have to be done, they have to be done by certain days. Otherwise, you're pushing fall, and then you can't like for seeding, for example, you have to get it in before the end of May or the very beginning of June. Otherwise, it's not going to mature in time before the frost hits in the fall. Okay, that was my next question, actually. So, like, when you talk about timing, is it like more? Do you go by like the so? especially with global warming, I feel like, um, our seasons are like off. I feel like a little bit now. So do you guys go by like dates or do you go, maybe this is a dumb question. Do you go by dates or do you go by like temperature? A little bit of both. I would say like, even if, even if the weather is nice, we would never put our soybeans in, for example, before May 20th in our area, it's different for every area. Um, because, just based on past years, they're very susceptible to frost when they're growing. So we wouldn't do it before May 20th. Um, But then like this year, it was the spring was so cold. We started way later than we usually do. We probably pushed our start date by two weeks this year because it was just too cold. And that was just on the year. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like our seasons have been like wild like I like sometimes like yeah like in October there was like 30 degree days in where I'm from which is like just outside of Toronto and like then the next day was like snowing like 
<laughs> well, yeah. How do you even predict that? That must be so frustrating. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard. Farming is a gamble. You never know what you're going to get. Like this year, we had a thousand year flood um, in June and it was 14 inches of rain in some areas in 12 hours. And it, it hurt quite a bit. Like it was not. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Yeah. That must, I feel like I'm so someone that like, um, is very like meticulously planning and like that could not like I would just be totally thrown off like you girls have to be so patient and like so um like adaptable and flexible I feel like I would just be like I don't even know I just can't like leave things out of my own hands so good good for you that's like it just mm, that is a skill I wish I had maybe I need to get into like some small scale farming so I can teach myself some some adaptability and flexibility but um so used to the anxiety (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding I feel like (laughs) (laughs) so you two ladies are obviously in agriculture um are there a lot of women in farming like I I personally like don't know of any uh but is this something that's becoming more more popular or uh or not really um, I actually looked this up because that was one of the questions. Um, and it, it is almost 30% of women in Canada are operators in the agriculture sector. Uh, okay. I don't think that big companies market that though. Like, I think that's why part of the reason you don't see it because when you see anything related to egg, it's a man that looks like a farmer wearing plaid. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of part of the reason we started our page because we always were told we don't look like farmers, but I think farmers look many different ways. It's not just us um, that look different. And yeah, I think more and more women are getting into it. And also I think that farm wives are farmers. And I think a lot of the times that doesn't get portrayed to people because farm wives are the runners and they do so much. Um, mm-hmm. Even if they're not the everyday operator, like we are, they're running for parts. They have their own careers. They have kids and they're doing so much for the farm and the farm can't run without them. So they should also be considered farmers in my yeah. opinion. No, that's so interesting. And I feel like um, maybe with the increase of, uh, I don't know, just women being more integrated into the workforce than ever at this period of time, I think it's something that we will see. Um, And I think, you know, one of these things, I know a lot of people still aren't like comfortable. This is like my little tangent that I'm going to go on for the day. Um, A lot of people still aren't comfortable with like biological talk, but like one of my favorite things that I've heard um, and actually same thing doing research for this episode um, of like just women in non-traditional fields um, was this like quote. And I think it's so interesting. um, And a lot of people still aren't like comfortable with this kind of topic, but like anything you can do, like I can do bleeding. So it's like this idea of like, it's, I mean, it's still a bit graphic for a lot of people, but, um, and I hope that kind of changes, but it really ties into the idea that the only difference between men and women is like their parts and like why should women be like neglected from doing what they want to do like if you want to be a farmer be a fucking farmer like whatever like it doesn't really matter yeah like what I don't understand how that's going to make a difference like (laughs) like you could do it I can do it too and like maybe it actually makes me tougher and like better at it 
I don't know, but that's like my little rant about like gender equality for the week. So I, yeah, like we agree. I, uh, our farmhand actually, he thinks that women are better at running equipment because there's less arrogance there. This is obviously Mm. a stereotype about men, but, um, we're more gentle because we don't always have the strength or the knowledge to fix it because I think both Steph and I are are lacking in the mechanical side of the farm yeah I don't want to break it so I'm very gentle on equipment because I absolutely do not want to break it I don't want to be slowed down by a breakdown um and he has found that with a lot of women that they're just more gentle and I think a lot of companies are starting to realize that because I've seen articles on heavy equipment operators a lot of people enjoy women working those machines because they are gentle so Mm. maybe maybe we are better I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who's to say um so I think that's so interesting actually because um it kind of like really boils down and you know it is a stereotype obviously there's gonna be people in both genders but um like ideologically like obviously I think men this is totally going back to like my education which was very liberal and like very like sociological but um like a lot of men would like aspire to be stronger and like um more rugged and and tougher with the machinery and you're like nope actually like I don't want to break it and like I don't have maybe I don't want to pay for it and like maybe that's the logical (laughs) side that women have a bit more like I don't want to pay for it I want a new dress or like I want new shoes (laughs) yeah even how our dad even how our dad sets down tools, like he just slams them down. Oh yeah, we're like, God. you really need to be that aggressive. <laughs> just in him, just it's he's not mad. He just puts it down. Hard. Yeah. yeah, no, that's such a, and like, again, I obviously don't want to be stereotyped, so I don't want to stereotype other people, but like, that is such a man thing. Like my dad yeah. does the same thing. Like he's not like a, you know like a farmer or anything but he just like does stuff and I'm like you need to like calm down like we need to just (laughs) take this one step at a time and like let's just be meticulous about it and then we'll get it done faster but you know it's just like all over the place so yeah Yeah. you know what Uh, if we're gonna stereotype that's the stereotype that they're getting (laughs) um (laughs) if you can't be a farmer as a woman then they can't be gentle as a man so um Yeah. So anyway, so not only are you ladies like tough, like, like, I'm not going to say you guys say that you're all gentle, but like your photos, like you're like down and dirty and like in the mud and like, and like doing all these things that like, I, oh my God, I would not (laughs) be good at at all. So, um, so don't discount yourself. Um, you ladies are tough and you all do these things, but you're also insanely talented in the fashion space. So tell me a bit about like your aspirations with the fashion side of your, I don't know, your life, I guess. Um, this is Steph. I grew up wanting to be a model my whole life. It was just my biggest dream, but um, we grew up in a town of like a thousand people. So that's not really <laughs> logical. I like <laughs> Yeah, like the biggest city that would offer that is three hours away. So I like Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg. So (laughs) I did do it for a year, but I was already 21, I think. So in that industry, you're kind of old at that age. And it's just, it was hard to balance that and the farm. And then Mm -hmm. also the pressure of that industry is just ridiculous. So, um, 
Yeah, when we started our page, we really wanted to include it because we both like fashion. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to have that creativity in it. But then also people told us we don't look like farmers when we were dressed nice. And we just wanted to change that stereotype and then also wanted to reach a broader audience than just talking to other people in agriculture. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You guys actually have, uh, I think like a lot of like Insta people are jealous because you guys have the best backdrops ever um, for anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Like just, just like pause the episode, go check out their Instagram, come back because your combination of like nature and fashion and farming. Um, like, I don't know how you do it, but it just like works. And like, even though you're in these like very like natural and, um, I don't even know what the word is. Like you just have this like synergy of like between all of, all of your different aspects of your life. So where do you think, and like, how do you think this synergy comes into play into your, like your like self modeling, I guess, um, for your content? Uh, I think that we are just us. There's nothing forced on our page. It's very organic and authentic to who we are. And I think that's what people enjoy because I think that when we started it, a lot of people thought it was weird, but then as they stayed with us, this is just who we are. Like some, our stories are very authentic. They're, they're just we post what we videoed. We don't do retakes. Like this is what it is. We're out in the dirt and the next second we're doing a photo shoot with our friends or whatever. And that's just how our life is. Um, And we really wanted to show that side because I don't think farmers get portrayed in a good way. Not that we are stereotypical farmers, but I think a lot of the times the media just portrays farmers as being like dumb dumb (laughs) rednecks and that's not what farmers are at all farmers have to be so many things they have to be the accountant they have to be the mechanic they have to be um basically no markets that are so up and down like what's going on with china things that the president does in the in the u.s like that affects our markets and our grain prices and you have to be so on top of that and there's so many aspects to farming so this is like a roundabout answer but we wanted to change what farmers look like not just being women but also uh representing that we're very multifaceted people Mm-hmm. And I have family um, like on the West Coast of Ontario uh, that are into farming. And like, I know this about them. Like, I know they're really smart and I know they're really like just put together. Like they have to be so organized. Um, yeah. And still, like, I just don't know about these things. Like when you say like, oh, you have to be on top of these like market trends. Like, oh, like, yes, now that I'm thinking about that, absolutely. But like, that's not something that comes to mind. And I think you're totally right. It's because of like the portrayal that um, farmers get like in the media and like on, on television and in the newspaper, stuff like that. Um, so I, I think that's like annoying and unfair because yeah, <laughs> like you probably have way more. Well, not probably a hundred percent. You have way more skills than the average Never mind woman your age, probably man your age, probably anyone your age, probably anyone at all. Now that I'm thinking of it, um, <laughs> like just in terms of like actual, like tangible skills is what I mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just in the, I don't know, in the modern like city life, in the modern like workforce, like you have a very like narrowed set of skills. And it seems like from 
from my experience and from what you're telling me is that you have to just know about like such a bit, like it's more big picture and more like uh, having an understanding of multiple things. And maybe you're an expert on a lot of those, but you're not a complete expert on, on all of them, all of them. Uh, but you kind of have to have a good understanding if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was long-winded. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of problem solving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which is, you know what? Good for you because that's something that a lot of people, um, and you know, like the 18 to 24 age group are really lacking, uh, in my experience, the problem solving aspect well, of life. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's because everything right now is so easy. Like we're living in a mm-hmm. pandemic and you can still call your friend. Like mm-hmm. as, as hard as it is, it's still easy. Like we're connected and everything is quite easy for us. So, yeah, I like, totally agree on a society as a whole. For sure. Yeah. And everything uh, as great as that is and as, as awesome as it is to be for everything to be quick and convenient and just like at your fingertips, like there, yeah, there's some costs to that. And you can see it when, you know, you put a problem in front of someone, my own age in front of myself, probably actually, um, (laughs) yeah, it's not getting solved quickly or like efficiently or probably right. It's not right. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I think that that's so important. Um, even just like cognitively, uh, to be able to, you know, work, work through problems like that. Um, and I'm sure it'll pay off for you at, guys in whatever um, capacity you need it to. Obviously not to speak for you, but like a big vibe I get from you guys that you kind of mentioned is just to be yourself. Like whether you want to be a model or a farmer or like both, like you can do that. Like it's all about just doing you. Like, would you, would you agree with that? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like one of our, like the agriculture part aside, that's our main push is just to make people feel comfortable. Cause I think that, if you're different, we're different. Like Mm -hmm. our Instagram is very different and we get comments like, Oh, you're different. And they're sometimes they're negative and we aren't that different. We're not like we're straight white women Mm -hmm. who are in regular relationships and we're not a minority and we still get kind of flack for being different. I just can't imagine Mm -hmm. being um, gay or in Right. Or any, anything. any sort of minority because people are so mean when you're just a little bit different mm-hmm. and I don't know we just would really want our page to be a place where you can be different and you can be whoever you want because that's really the way our parents raised us and what we would like to see in the world that's such a like good message and I feel like it's so simple and like you know what? You don't have to try that hard just to be like accepting of people, you know, like you don't have to, like, (laughs) it doesn't matter if someone's different. It doesn't hurt No, exactly. I know this is something that obviously a lot of like older generational people, I feel like we're a little bit better. I don't want to speak for everyone in, in our kind of generation, but I, a little bit better, uh, but I find it so hard. People are like, oh well, you know, they're they're black or they're gay or whatever. Like, I don't I don't know why it really matters. Like, is it bothering you that much? Like, what is it doing to you? I don't understand. Like, yeah. whatever. And like, yeah, like someone being different. Like, I'm I don't care. Like, what 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 is the bad part of that? I just don't understand. Um, so I think that's such a positive message that you guys are putting out in your own way. Like, you're you're taking your own your own lived experiences and your own, uh, kind of circumstances and, uh, uh, really 
using your platform for such a positive message. So thank you. Thanks for doing that. (laughs) Thanks for seeing that. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I think that's so important. Jumping forward here. So what is, what's kind of on tap for you as we embark into the journey that is going to be 2021? Oh boy. (laughs) I, we've started doing some brand deals, which I enjoy. I have my business degree and I, I really enjoyed doing that side Mm -hmm. of it. We only work with companies that we, we ourselves would purchase from and that Mm -hmm. part's been fun. So we'll probably continue to do those a little bit, not too much, but I enjoy doing them a few a month or whatever. And then as far as our messaging, we'll just keep telling our story. In the wintertime, it always moves more towards the fashion because the farm is quieter. And then in the Mm -hmm. summer, our stories are just hectic. We're running around (laughs) filling planes and driving tractors and it's crazy. But yeah, like I think we'll just keep telling our story that way. Yeah, I would like to get into YouTube, but I just don't know how. Yeah, it's just... (laughs) There's no time in the summer. (laughs) The time commitment to getting video is a lot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, some someday we maybe will move into another platform, but it's just a lot of a big time commitment and that kind of thing. So, we do have some merchandise coming in the new year. Oh yeah, this is exciting stuff we are working on. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing! Like, what kind of it? Like, what kind of merch? Mm, well, we were going to do some hats because people want Rivers Air hats and some t-shirts, but there's also a surprise coming that we hope will, people will love. Um, oh. We haven't jumped into this, but everyone else is doing it. So we thought, why not? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. This is like a real cliffhanger. Yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> in the new year <laughs> okay when do you know because I'm releasing this episode like mid-January so like when like no, will probably, it... they'll probably be coming out like around uh, then or a little after okay. yeah like February yeah okay okay sorry I'm not trying to like push for information nope, just like good. okay cool probably, um, yeah, probably we're still like organizing yeah this all, gotcha so. yeah. okay nice that's exciting <laughs> Nice little end, like new endeavor, like for yeah. the new year. That part, um, feels, this part has felt weird to us because we're like, why would people buy stuff with our yeah. name? On it? Like, from a personal <laughs> standpoint, I'm like, why would anyone buy the tulips merchandise? But we've had a couple of people ask, so we're gonna try it on a small scale. <laughs> nice, that's a good idea. I feel like people are so into like supporting. Like, I feel like it's weird too thinking about it, but like so many people are into it. And also I have bought stuff, but I don't think of it as weird when I buy it, but then like thinking about it, like as an abstract concept is weird, but I for sure bought stuff from like influencers I follow. So like anything, anything Tezza comes out with, it's coming to our house. (laughs) Yeah. Like I always buy, I don't know if you guys know this, it's like, embarrassing that I'm so into it but like Jesse James Decker has like her line of clothing anyway so um I'm hoping your guys stuff is good I'm sure it will be um let's hope (laughs) yeah no for sure so um we're gonna get to our rapid fire questions that I always do at the end um they're just more like fun um you guys can either 
do them together or you could have separate answers. Totally up to you. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into that when you're ready. Sounds good. We're ready. Okay. Um, first question I always ask is if you could hang with any five people, who would it be? Oh, no. Okay. I'm going to let my political background out. Uh, Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, Tezza Barton. She's an influencer. Um, okay. who, else, who else here? Oh my gosh. This is so hard. I needed more time to prepare. Oh my gosh. I needed to prepare too. Um, Bob Babford, the guy who has won the Kentucky Derby and the Triple Crown. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I have two more. Do you have yours picked? I don't know. I'm still oh thinking. my gosh. Oh my gosh. I would say, oh no, Leonardo DiCaprio. I just, I have such a crush. So Chris Hemsworth, I'm going to put that on there because I just want to look at him face to face. Tessa Barton also for me because she's just an icon. Um, this is extremely This is extremely difficult. hard because you're like, do yeah. I want to go? Do I want to go with celebrities or more intellectual? Yeah. What do I want? The good thing is, <laughs> is that it's not real. So it doesn't matter who you pick because <laughs> it probably won't pressure. happen. <laughs> no, it's high pressure because it reflects who we are. Rapid fire, this is taking 20 minutes. <laughs> You'll be here for the next two hours. Oh, I have one more. I can't think of people I like. Kamala Harris, because I think it's badass that there's going to be a woman vice president. I think together we made five. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's a good five. That's a good five. five. Um, Okay. This is like a really personal to you guys question, and it might be a dumb one, so you can let me know if it's dumb. Um, <laughs> if you could grow anything you wanted and the climate and like other factors, like where you live and like all that stuff weren't an issue, like just like dream world, you can grow anything where you are. Um, what would you grow? Oh, I don't know. I think I would grow fruit. I was thinking citrus. Yeah, because I think growing fruit would be so fun, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that'd be more fun than growing wheat, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if it was I mean, me, I would grow, like, I would have, like, a vineyard, like, make wine. Like, yeah, for sure. that too. That too, um, yeah. Hops would be fun, and you could actually grow hops here, so maybe hops. Oh, that's a oh. sustainable one. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, so... Um, I'm all about like manifesting stuff. So I just like want you to put, put this out into the world. What would your brand or like designer, what would be your like dream modeling gig or like brand collaboration? Uh, Christian Dior for me. Mm. Um, I honestly, I would say Versace. For Versace, me. Christian like, Dior, just, this Dolce & Gabbana. Going hardcore. <laughs> like let's get some farm influence in those <laughs> Yeah, no. I feel like they're so like avant-garde that they would like be so down for that. Um, but yeah, just put it out into the world. Just like say it out loud. Um, that's perfect. So what's one song that if you heard it playing in five years, you would think of like 2020 or like your quarantine experience? Oh my goodness. I am so bad at remembering songs. I'm probably not even gonna be able to answer this. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I am the worst. <laughs> she doesn't listen to music. Well, I oh. do, but I don't like pay attention to who sings it. Or honestly, gotcha. probably one of those TikTok ones. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. it'd be a TikTok song. Mm-hmm. One of them. 
you know, one yeah. of them. This is a horrible and, answer, but I'm like really no. bad. Remember, I've had a bunch of people just say, "Oh, TikTok songs." Yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like they don't even have names at this point. They're just like, oh, oh they, like they don't TikTok. have like when they come on the radio. I'm like, this is from TikTok. Why is it here? <laughs> Wait, why is this a full song? Like, I, don't know. I thought it was just like <laughs> 20 <laughs> seconds. And like sometimes it's super disappointing because you love that 15 seconds, and then you hear the rest, and you're like, this is awful. Yeah, no, like when Savage, Savage Love or whatever that song oh, is came God. out, I was like, whoa, like what is yeah. this? I don't like it. Are <laughs> um, people just supposed to be dancing to this? Like I just thought it was a fun little TikTok thing. But anyway, I'm not even a huge TikToker and I think that so. No, <laughs> like we, are, we aren't either. We have like one video on there. <laughs> oh, I, God forbid, like you don't want to. No, I will not post anything. I just look around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was so nice to speak with you ladies. Um, I'm so glad you could find some time to chat with me. Uh, so thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. I'm Alia Ballas and you have been listening to Can't Hang. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved today's show, please subscribe and don't forget to leave a rating and a review. Visit canhang.simplecast.com to check out all the incredible people I've interviewed and who's coming soon. Much love goes out to all those who have been posting about Can't Hang on social. Please tag me in your posts at Can't Hang Pause and please continue to send me suggestions of who you'd love to see in future episodes. I have an incredible lineup, but I'm always looking for people outside my bubble. Please tune in next Thursday and hang with me and my next guest. This show is produced by me, Alia Ballas, and the music was created by Kwan. Thank you.